Andy, Andy, will you please come on? Wait a minute, Amos. What's going on here? It's the Amos and Andy Show. Yes, welcome to the Amos and Andy Show. Brought to you by the makers of Rinso, the soap that gets clothes. Rinso White. And now to our stars, Amos and Andy. Andrew H. Brown has received many threatening letters and telephone calls during his life regarding the bills he owes around town. But today, for the first time, the head of the credit department of one of Harlem's outstanding stores is calling on Mr. Brown in person. And it looks like the gentleman means business. We find Andy sheepishly sitting at his desk as the credit manager, standing on the opposite side, tells him the facts in no uncertain terms. Now, Brown, I'm going to tell you this straight from the shoulder, and I'm not pulling any punches. Oh, yes. During the past year, I have written you exactly 22 letters without the courtesy of a single reply. I haste to write. You do? <laughs> not only that, I have called you repeatedly, time after time, telling you that your bills must be paid. That they were two years past due. Uh, time show flies, but don't it... <laughs> Never mind that. We want our money. And we want it today. Today? Brown, we've come to the end of our rope. I want this account settled, and I want it settled now. From what I can understand about your credit in this community, there is no term in any credit book that can describe it. Now... I don't know what the other merchants of this community are going to do, but I can tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to demand here and now that this delinquent account be settled today. Well, 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 well uh, today I as a little delinquent with myself. You... <laughs> All right, then, Brown. I want you to return the radio that you bought from us. Where is it? Well, to tell you the truth, mister, I owed another bill, and I done sold the radio set so I could pay the other bill. You... You sold our merchandise to pay another bill? Uh, yeah, yeah, sir. You, you see, I owed the other bill for three years. I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Now you've done something that the law can get its teeth into. For that, you can go to jail. And, Brown, I'm going to have you put there. In other words, you are going away. If that bill is not paid in cash by 3 o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to have you put in jail. And I can do it. <laughs> Goodbye. Three o'clock tomorrow. Oh, me. Why did I sell that radio set? This summer in jail. This is serious. Oh. Well, hello there, Andy, old pal. How is you? Hi, Kingfish. Uh, just happened to be passing, thought I'd drop in. The spirit of summer is in my veins. And, of course, that brings up the subject of vacations. And, of course, my first thoughts is of you. Mm, yeah. Andy, is, uh, you done thought anything about going away anytime soon? Yeah, I is. <laughs> yeah, it's away from the humdrum of what we has been doing. Mm, it's away, all right. Uh, maybe I'll humdrum on something else while I was there. <laughs> yes, it's nice, ain't it, Andy, even to think about it. Well... A place that is restful, quiet, to give you a chance to be alone with your thoughts. You're getting closer and closer. <laughs> A place that makes you feel that you was away from the outside world. A little secluded spot where people can't get to you. You ain't bothered by the telephone. 
Oh, summer, beautiful time of the year, ain't it, son? Yeah, pretty all right. Yeah, uh, when do you think you'd like to go? Three o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's pretty quick, ain't it? Too quick. But when you gotta go, it ain't nothing you can do about it, you know. Uh, well, count on me, ain't it? I kind of like it myself. Uh, where's we going? Jail. Yeah, that would be... No, uh, what is that again you say there, ain't it? Kingfish, a man was in here three minutes ago. He stood right up in front of me and shook his finger in my face and told me if I didn't pay my bill by 3 o'clock tomorrow, he's going to put me in jail. Oh, uh, what did you buy? A radio set, two years ago. Send it back. I sold it. They got you. <laughs> Tell me this, how can I raise $25 by tomorrow at 3 o'clock? You know, I saw I come in here to see you. This is spoiling my vacation. Oh, wait a minute. How can I raise it, Kingfish? I gotta. Well, now, wait a minute, Joe. I got a great idea for you. Collect from the people that owes you money. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. You owe me $7. Hmm, well, maybe we better not jump at the first idea that hits us, Joe. <laughs> uh, let's put it this way. Who owes you $25 even? $25? Uh, oh, Louis Jackson has owed me $25 for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he's broken than I is. No, Kingfish, something tells me that starting tomorrow at 3 o'clock, I is in. Say, wait a minute, Anna. Lewis Jackson, uh, see, I just hear that he is being drafted in the Army. Uh, why don't you go over to see him? Maybe he'd be willing to pay his debts. Yeah, that's right. You might have got something there, Kingfish. I'll go over to see him right now. <laughs> Come in, Emma. Hiya, Kingfish. Hello, Mr. Van Porter. Charming to see you. Yeah, where's Andy? Well, uh, me and Henry have been sitting here in his office. He's out trying to collect some money from Lewis Jackson. Oh, Andy collecting money? That's the first time he's been on that side of the ledger, ain't it? Yeah, well, I'm sorry I missed him. Guess I'll be running along. Yes, me too. Well, I'll walk down the street with you boys. Uh, guess I'll lock his front door. Well, if you see Andy, why... Say, uh, wait a minute. Uh, what is it? Say, ain't that Andy and that busted-down automobile that's driving up here? Yes, that's him, all right. Where in the world did he get that broke-down automobile at? Uh, why don't you do something about it, Andy? Say, Andy, uh, what's you sitting in that broken-down thing? Why don't you turn the motor off? I did. Hmm. Funny thing, how the body keeps rattling after the motor's turned off, ain't it? <laughs> Yes, uh, there's no such thing as a car having convulsions, is there? Oh, let me get out of this thing here. Yeah, where'd you get it at, Andy? Lewis Jackson owed me $25, and he didn't have no money, so he gave me the car as part payment. Oh, only part payment? Yeah, when he gets out the Army, he's going to pay me the other $20. <laughs> well, Andy, I think you made a good deal there. Is you going to keep the car? No, Henry, I'm thinking on selling it. I need some money pretty fast. Uh, and, uh, why don't you run the car over to Bob's used car lot? Uh, he might take it off your hands right now. Wait a minute, Ander. If Bob buys the car, that means he's going to make a profit. Now, we can sell it and make a profit ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, well, y'all can do it any way you want. Well, I got to be going. So long, fella. I'll walk with you, Amos. So long, boy. So long. You know, Kingfish, I might as well take Amos's advice and try to sell the car to a used car dealer. Yeah, there you go, taking Amos's advice again. Well, he's my friend, ain't he? Yeah, that's the trouble with you, Andy. You've been taking Amos's advice too long. 
And as your true friend, I'm going to tell you something. All these years, you has been victimized by Amos. I is? Oh, I tell you, Andy, Amos has done deliberately give you bad advice and brung you to the gutter where you is laying now. <laughs> How do you figure that? Yeah, well, look at the life Amos leads, working all the time and making you look bad because you ain't working. Yeah. And always lending you money to give you the inferiority complex. Yeah, that's humiliating all right, isn't it? Yeah. All Amos thinks about life is getting up early, going to work, getting to bed at night and saving his money, and always advising you to do the same thing. Yeah, that's what he tell me, all right. Sure, Amos is in a rut and he's trying to drag you in there with him. Uh, he's supposed to be your pal. Huh. He got his furniture paid for, owns his own taxi cab. Look, you never see him spending no time at nights hanging around the pool room with you, do you? Mm, no, he's been pretty cool to me, all right. Yeah, now he wants uh, you to sell your car to Bob's used car lot. Call that friendship? No. And to think I trusted that bum Amos. Yeah, and you facing jail at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Now, I'll tell you what we're going to do. There's an empty lot down on the corner. We is going to run this automobile down there, put it on the lot. Then we're going to get a big sign painted. And starting as of tomorrow morning, we is in the used car business. Well, Andy, today we is all set. Look at that big sign up there. Brown and Stevens, used cars that is different. Yeah, the thing I was afraid of is that our car is too different. Say, Kingfish, don't you think we ought to clean up all this junk and all these tin cans off the lot here? And all them tin cans make the car look more attractive. That's what they call showcasing the merchandise. That's uh, what they do there. Three o'clock going to be here before I know it. Yeah, well, don't... Oh, wait, wait a minute. Look, here, here come a customer. Yeah, yeah, he's looking at the car all right, too. Yeah, now don't act too anxious. Here, uh, take one of these toothpicks and stick it in your mouth. You look like you has got money and just ate. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, mister. That's a real automobile you're looking at there. Oh, it is? Oh, yes, sir. Just look at it all you want. You can kick them tin cans out of the way as you walk around there. Uh, tell him, miss, does this thing still run? Oh, mister, you was looking at a car that still runs after you shut it off. <laughs> yeah, and it's had good care. We know the owners. Uh, it was owned by two old ladies, and all they ever used it for was to go shopping. They must have done most of the shopping in the Rocky Mountains. A uh, nice car, all right. How much you want for it? Well, uh, $250. $250? Well, that's just our ass and praise. Uh, we would sell it for 25 Yeah, if you buy it before 3 o'clock. Yeah. Too much money, boys. You see, the only reason I'm interested in the car is because I was in the junk business. Well, wait a minute, Moser. If you're in the junk business, what is you waiting for? Look at that car and tell me where you can find a better pile of junk than that. <laughs> and guaranteed, too. I'll tell you what. I'll give you $6, including all the tin cans you got here on the lot. $6? Why, that's ridiculous. The tin cans alone is worth $6. That's what I figured. And I ain't charging you nothing to take the car off the lot. Nothing doing, mister. All right, boys, but you're turning down a good offer. Oh, let him go. Yeah. Oh, me. Kingfish, I got to get $25 by 3 o'clock this afternoon, you know that? Well, now, don't get undiscouraged, Andy. There's always hope till they closes the cell door on you. Yeah. Yeah, see what happened, Andy, when you take advice from a fellow like Amos? Amos? Sure, it was his idea to sell the car in the first place. That's why we was in the used car business. Yeah, that guy Amos done really dragging me down in a rut good this time, Andy. Yeah, sure is. 
Say, wait a minute. Uh, who is this driving on the lot? Hey, boys. Is this a used car lot or a parking lot? Uh, what is you interested in? I want to park my car. It's a parking lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, all the parking, Mr. 50 Cent. Oh, fine. Thank you. I'll lock it up and leave it right here. Yeah, sir. Yeah, here's your money. I'll take it. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Oh, uh, thank you, Mother. Well, Andy, we done at least made a uh, half a dollar on the lot. Yeah, but that ain't gonna do me no good. Yeah, well, you can buy a good lunch with it, so that at least you can go to jail on a full stomach. <laughs> Boy, I wish this was the car we were selling. That's a revertible roadster, ain't it? Yeah, show sure is a beauty. Mm. Look at them white wall tires. Yeah. The paint ain't got a scratch on it. And a red canvas top. Boy, that really clears, ain't it? Yeah, man, if I had that... Uh, how was Annie Hall, Kingsley? Yeah. Well, Lightning, it's about time you got you. I asked, uh, you wanted me to watch the lot while y'all went to lunch, didn't you? Yeah, we'll be back, Lightning. Uh, see if you can sell the car in the meantime. Uh, how much I suppose I asked for it? $250. And settle for 25 if you got it. Yeah, the main thing is to get a $25 deposit from whoever buys it, and we'll close the deal after lunch, either here or at the office. Yeah, and don't go falling asleep around here, either. I ain't no chance of that, because there ain't no place to lay down and... I get restless when I sleep standing up. <laughs> come on, Kingfish, come uh, on. Let's go. So long, Lightning. So long. Sure is a pretty car. White wall tires, new paint, and a red canvas top. Won't take long to sell that. <laughs> the Kingfish and Andy left Lightning in charge of their used car lot while they went to lunch. We pick up the boys now on their way back to the lot. Instead of me walking back to the lot, I ought to go home and pack my toothbrush and start getting ready to go to jail, you know it? My freedom is about up. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, here come Lightning. Uh, look at him. He look excited. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Lightning? What's up? Uh, hell, I done sold the car. I done sold the car. A man done bought the car, and I say he got to make a deposit, and he say all right, and he said that he'd give me $25 now and the rest later, and I say that he got to come back to the office and see you to close the deal, and he say all right, and I say you'll be there pretty quick, and he say he'll be there too, and he say with the rest of the money, and, and, and... I guess that's all they say. Uh, Lightning, did, did you say he give you a $25 deposit? Uh, yes, sir. Here it is, $25. Oh, Kingfish, this is great. You don't know how this makes me feel. Yeah, I knew we could do it, Andy. Uh, Lightning, uh, you said $25 was a deposit. Uh, how much is the man going to give us for the call together? Well, I told him the price was $250, and he said he'd pay it. $250? I wonder if the man is an antique dealer. Uh, and uh, any man that's willing to spend $250 for that old busted-down wreck must be half crazy. And we has got to close this deal while the crazy half is still percolating. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, what must we do? Well, uh, uh, let's get back to the office right away so we won't miss the man. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, Lightning, look here. This is reporting. Take this $25 down to the Globe Department store to the credit department. 
Give it to the manager and get me a receipt. Ah, uh, yeah, sir. I'll wheels right over there. So long. So long. Come on, Andy, to the office. Now, look, ain't you glad you didn't take Amos's advice about selling the automobile to Bob's used car lot? You said it. That Amos not only dragged me in the gutter, but he's trying to keep me there. I sure feel better, Kingfish, now that we is going to sell this automobile. Yeah, it's a great thing, Andy. Oh, I'll say it is. It done kept me out of jail. I was going there at 3 o'clock today. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, look, Andy, here come our man now. I hope that's him. Yeah, he's coming in here, too. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. My name's Evan. Well, I put a deposit on a car this morning, and now I brought the rest of the money. Oh, how you do, Mr. Evans? Also, my name is Stephen. Uh, this is Mr. Brown. Sit down and unlax your brain. Yeah. Well, here's your $225. And gentlemen, frankly, I've been all over town looking at used cars. And yours is the best one I've seen. Sure is a fine-looking automobile. Oh, you made a great buy there, all right. Hey, Kingfish, don't put it in your pocket. Leave the money on the desk, will you? Yeah. Well, will you make out the bill of sale so I can get going? A uh, bill of what? Uh, bill of sale. Oh, oh sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, 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 yeah, uh, making out a bill of sale here, uh... How we do that? Wait a minute, Anna. Don't talk ignorant in front of the gentleman. Uh, cause most of we make so lots of bills of sales in our business, but sometimes we're so busy we forget how we do it. Uh. <laughs> well, just give a description of the car. Yeah, description of the car is good. Yeah, now, uh, what could we say about that car? Uh, just put on convertible coupe, white wall tires, red canvas top. Oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, you can say whatever you want, but let's get back to the description of the car here. <laughs> Yeah, let's stick to the thing we're talking about here. Yeah. Now we'll sit down here, say, uh, and uh, let's see, what must we say? Oh, just describe the car I bought. Convertible coupe, white wall tires, red canvas top. I heard it again. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Kingfish. Mm, yeah, and... You know what? And uh, let's not have that thought even enter our minds. <laughs> it just couldn't be. Andy, your ear's working all right today, ain't it? Something's wrong with him now, though. Mine, too. Say, what's going on here? Uh, mister, could I ask you just one little question? Why, sure. Listen good now, Kingfish. Uh, Mr. the car that you think you was bought, uh, by any chance, well, uh, uh, think good now, Mr. Uh, do it have a red canvas top? Certainly. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> oh, me. Well, I am back, Mr. Andy. Here's your receipt from the Globe Department store. Yeah, fine job you has done, Lightning. You has done sold a man the wrong automobile. Sure now. Uh, Mr. Evans... It so happens that the car with the red top ain't ours. Would you be interested in buying that other fine, beautiful car that was standing on the lot? You mean that old broken-down wreck? Uh, yeah, sir, that's it. I demand my money back. Uh, here you is, here you is. Uh, here you is, mister. $225. Well, where's the $25 I give you for deposit? Uh, well, 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 listen, mister, we just ain't got it. Uh, I had to pay a bill. 
pay a bill with my money? All right, Brown, all right. I'm going down to the police station and swear out a warrant. And I'm coming back here with a policeman. And if you don't have that money by 4 o'clock, I'm going to have you arrested. Oh, me. 4 o'clock. Well, and at least we done shoved up your arrest from 3 to 4. Kingfish, what time is it? Uh, two minutes to four, Brother Anna. But don't worry, I'll see that all your mail is forwarded to you down at the jail. Uh, by the way, what is the zone number down there? <laughs> oh, how'd I ever get into a mess like this? Well, it's all Amos's fault, giving you that advice about selling the car. Oh, I tell you, that Amos is out for no good. Yeah, I guess I got him to thank for all of this. I promise you, I ain't speaking to him no more. Now you're getting some sense. Shake hands on that. Yeah. Yeah, you know Emma's ain't... Uh, hey, look who's coming. Well, hello there, Kingfish. Hello, Emma. Hi, Andy. Kingfish, tell this person that I ain't in no mood to be bothered with fair-weather friends. Oh, Andy, I don't know what you're talking about. I heard you was in trouble, and I just... Uh-oh. There he is, officer. Do your duty. Which one is Andrew Brown? Uh, that's him right there, officer. I'm George Stevens. I don't even know what this is all about. Come on, Brown. You're under arrest. Well, well, well officer, is you got to put them handcuffs on me. It's rebarrison on the street. Can't you just kind of take me by the coat collar and the seat of the pants? <laughs> uh, wait a minute, officer, please, sir. Uh, that, that's why I'm here. Uh, listen, Andy. Lightning told me the mess you was in about the money. And maybe we can settle this. Andy, I tell you what, I'll buy your car for $25 right now, and then you can pay it to this gentleman here, if that's all right with you, mister. I don't care who gives it to me, as long as I get my money. Yeah, sir. Well, then, here you is, $25. Oh, uh, Kingfish, I ain't speaking to Amos. Will you thank him for me? <laughs> So you see, Ruby, I took the $25 out of our savings account and I bought the car from Andy just when they was about to arrest him. You didn't mind, did you, honey? Of course not, Amos. After all, Andy's your friend and you couldn't let him go to jail. Well, anyway, I took the car over to Bob's used car lot where I told Andy to take it in the first place and Bob gave me $75 for it. Yeah, he said the way the market is now, he can paint it up and put some glass in the windows and make a little profit on it. Oh, then you made $50 on it, didn't you, Amos? Yeah, but I took the $50 and I put it in the bank in Andy's name without telling him about it, and I ain't go tell him about it now, neither. You know, he's always getting in jams, honey, and the next time when he needs it, that money is going to come in pretty handy. That's a mighty fine thing you did, honey. Oh, I tell you, Ruby, I feel that Andy is my best friend, and I know he feels the same way about me. Come in, Kingfish. Well, hello there, Andy. I was just sitting here thinking what a wonderful thing that was that Amos Dunn done for me yesterday. He kept me out of jail. He's my best friend. I might start speaking to him again, you know it? Well, brace yourself, Brother Andy. I got a piece of news that's going to reverse your feelings. I was passing by Bob's used car lot just now, and I see the used car in there that you got from Lewis Jackson. And I went in, and it's the same car, all shined up with a $125 price tag on it. $125? That's right. 
I went in and I spoke to Bob, and he said that Amos Jones done sold him the car for $75. So you see there, Andy, your true friend Amos done made $50 out of your trouble, just like stealing it out of your pocket. How do you like that? Amos cheating me. Kingfish, I'm telling you, it takes time to find out who your true friends really is. Here are Amos and Andy with a personal message. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? Hello, folks. Tonight closes our season, and before leaving the air for the summer months, we just wanted to say a few things to our friends who may be listening. We hope that we have had some share in introducing many of you to Rinso, and if we have, then I am sure you must agree with everything Harlow Wilcox has said about this great product. We have heard personally how Rinso has helped a lot of our listeners make their wash day a whole lot easier. And if any of you haven't tried Rinso, we hope you'll do so before we return in the fall. And now, ladies and gentlemen, during our absence from the radio and continuing until we return on September the 22nd, our spot on this hour on Friday night over these same stations will continue to be sponsored by Rinso, who will bring you a great radio series entitled Boston Blackie. The star of this show, based on the picture series called Boston Blackie, uh, well, here he is. Mr. Chester Morris. Well, uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Morris here plays the part of Blackie, who is always getting in and out of scrapes, one jump ahead of the police. Wait a minute, wait a minute. He's getting away now. Yeah, let's listen, let's listen. You shouldn't have done that, Blackie. You shouldn't have hit the officer. You sure would have disappointed me if you hadn't said that. Now, listen. I'm going out the window and down the fire escape. As soon as I get moving, you scream for Faraday. Tell him what happened, that I socked Monahan and put the handcuffs on you. Here, I'd, uh, I'd better do that now. Faraday's got the key. He'll open them later. There. Now, remember, you finally work this handkerchief from around your mouth and scream. You got that? Yes. Blackie, please remember that getting back that diamond means my marriage and my whole life's happiness. Okay. Well, I'm off. But to tell you the truth, Miss Moray, one thing is awfully funny to me. If I get back the diamond, you get married. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if instead of Boston Blackie, from now on I'm known as uh, Chicago Cupid. Well, folks, uh, that's the way it'll be going this summer in the Boston Blackie series, starting next Friday night at the same time, still sponsored by Rinso. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it comes time to say goodbye until we return to the air in the fall. We want to thank you listeners for your loyalty in making the Amos and Andy program possible. We also want to thank our writers, our producers, our orchestra, its conductor, the engineer, sound effect, and the very capable actors and actresses who have assisted us for the past year. We are now starting to prepare our shows for the fall season, and we will look forward to being with you again September the 22nd. We hope you will be listening then. This is the National Broadcasting Company.